welcome to another episode of African Couch Potato, The Mashup, the podcast that talks about all things film and television in South Africa and the greater continent. Our focus is on pushing what is local, what best resonates with black excellence and what we feel is moving our industry forward. In each episode, we cover three things. The first three is my recommendation of what to watch in that week based on my feelings, based on what is out on a particular streaming platform. And we cover as many platforms as possible. There is Netflix, Showmax, Disney+, Plus, DSTV, the app. There is your SABC Plus as well. And I'll really try to push the video-on-demand streaming services as opposed to analog television because then you wouldn't be able to catch up as quickly or you'd have to sit and wait for scheduled programming, which nobody or not a lot of people do anymore. Then the second segment, which is my favorite segment, is where we do a review. So the reviews are on anything that has recently come out. By recently, it has to be less than a month old. It has to be local. From time to time, we will cover the bigger things like, let's say, for example, the new Tom Cruise movie, if it is warranted. And the reason I say if it is warranted is because here we are proudly South African and we're even bigger on being African all around. Hence the name African Couch Potato. Lastly is a segment which we have temporarily termed Golden Oldie. And why it's temporarily termed Golden Oldie is because I couldn't think of a better name. It just means it's an old movie. You've seen it, you know it, you've heard about it, and I'm giving you a reason to re-watch it, maybe with a fresh pair of eyes. But it's definitely things that I feel were very instrumental in how much I like movies and television now, and it's things that shaped some of my characteristics. I mean, we all grew up watching The Lion King, which made us want to become better people and not run away from home. We all know Sarafina, and we all have a bit of a meltdown every June 16 when they play it again. So it's really movies that I feel defined not only my growing up, but things that have moved us forward as an industry. And sometimes... It's just a movie that I really, 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 really liked for my own personal reasons. And you guys can go and check them out. With the Golden Oldies, though, there is a bit of um, concern. And by concern, it's the fact that you might not be able to find them as readily as the new stuff that I'm reviewing. So it's quite easy to find Mission Impossible. It's quite easy to find Fast 10. Um, but it's not as easy to find a United Kingdom, for example, so you'd have to, if you can, source it in a different way. But I always urge that you do it the legal route. So let us know what you have subscribed to so that we can also subscribe to it. I'll give you my contact details at the end of the podcast so that you know where to send me these platforms. Or if you want me to review something that you have recommended and then give it a rating. Getting straight into it, we're going to look at the top five recommendations on Prime. Our top five for this episode is from Prime Video and in no particular order. They are Proof of Payment with my favorite actor Tabo Malema and Mandla Katuga. Mandla Katuga used to play Chopper on Generations. Yes, that's how old I am. And I loved him then. He's a bit of a comedian, not like a real comedian that gets paid like Trevor Noah to stand up and make jokes, but his style of acting has a lot of comic timing, a lot of beats, a lot of, um, it's just a very funny guy and also his look lends itself to it. 
Second recommendation is the Underground Railroad, again with our golden gold, Tuson Betu. So in my mind, I have forgotten about Charlize Theron. She was great. She's fantastic. She's probably a great person, but she's deserted us. She doesn't come home for Christmas. She's always out there with other famous rich people. She probably spends more time with Trevor Noah than anybody else. So Tuson Betu, I feel like, is still our girl. And it also helps that she's very pretty and very young and doing big things. The episodes of Underground Railroad are extremely long. So I suggest watching it as a marathon. Otherwise, you won't get back into it. At least watch two of them back to back because some of them are like 58 minutes long, which gets a bit tiring. And if you know that something is going to exhaust you, chances are you're not going to go back to it. So soldier through the first two. If you can, rope in your partner. So bring in your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever they may be to you just for that moral support as you are watching it it will help you survive not only the series but quite possibly your marriage the third one is called clever ish so clever ish is clever ish clever is like street or slang or south african for like um a know-it-all it's usually somebody who's like street smart or a city slicker but it's like an all-round cool guy who's just with it the reason it's called clever ish is because the main character is not too much of a clever he is basically a goody two-shoes who loses his girlfriend to a very skinny khuratman khuratman is an older guy perceived to have more money who is always stealing girlfriends or partners from the younger boys. These are sometimes called your blessers, your sugar daddies, but it's basically any man who has enough resources to put a smile on your girlfriend's face when you can't. It's also available on EVOD. That is ETV streaming platform. ETV is a free-to-air broadcaster in South Africa. They have a streaming platform where they house all of their movies and series. So you can watch it on EVOD or you can watch it on Prime. The fourth one is an international title. There's nothing local is lekker here, but it's such a great story that I feel like it's worth watching. It's called Air. It is the story of Nike and Michael Jordan and basically how Michael Jordan took what was a simple brand and just catapulted it into something that was phenomenal. So everybody wants Michael Jordan shoes, MA2s, all of that. This is how they got to that point where Nike, which wasn't as popular as Converse, it wasn't as cool as Adidas, then became the brand that everybody is wearing now. Unfortunately, or weirdly enough, you don't actually see Michael Jordan, obviously not the real Michael Jordan, but the person playing Michael Jordan, they don't show his face at any point in the film. So it's always the back of his head, it's always his mom, it's always his dad, but you never actually see his face, which I find as a as a device or as a tool is a bit confusing. Yes, we understand you want to keep the mystery, you want to liken him as closest to the real Michael Jordan as possible, but it just gets a bit irritating trying to find out who this guy is because it's like you're literally sitting in a room with this mysterious presence. The last one is called Knuckle City. Knuckle City, again, you can find it. It used to be on Showmax. Now it's just on Prime. What happens with some of these streaming platforms is that they don't keep titles for a very long time. So if you are listening to this podcast maybe a year or two from the date of release and I said you can find it on Show Max, and it's not on Show Max. Please don't sue me. It's just they didn't license it for that long, and I do apologize. And I'll try as much as I can to update in the episode description to say that it is no longer available on this platform. Please go check it out on the other platform. 
Okay. Our review for this episode of African Couch Potato is called Fatal Seduction. And it is on Netflix with Humuto Christopher and Tapolo Mukwen. The first thing I should say is that there is sex everywhere. There's literally two and a half sex scenes in each episode. It's not to say I'm against sex. It's not to say there's anything wrong with it. But sometimes it does feel a bit unnecessary. For example, if somebody says, I want to sleep with that boy. It is the equivalent of actually sleeping with that boy because we we can see the intention. We see that there is intent. Maybe there is something that is making you unhappy in your marriage. And it is for us as the viewer to try figure out why you want to give it up to that person. Having so many sex scenes is a bit off-putting and it's becoming like a bit of like a flavor of the month, especially when it comes to local television where every single episode, you know, you're going to see a porn movie, basically. So it sometimes feel like you're just watching Emmanuel instead of Fatal Seduction or Shaga Ilembe. This one, or this title rather, was recommended by a Facebook friend of mine called Kai Ismail. So she... I think was trying to bait me when she asked me to review this because I am seen sometimes as the big bad wolf of local reviews and that's not the case. So to prove her wrong, I watched this very slowly. I took my time, I focused and I paid attention and I was still disappointed. And again, the reason I was disappointed is the sex is so much, it's so overwhelming, it's so all over the place that you tend to lose the storyline. The storyline is one that's very well known. It's married woman sleeps with younger guy, younger guy comes back to threaten her family. But they did add some interesting twists, but you miss all of those twists because all you're looking at is naked people who are showing you just how unhappy they are in their marriage. So that for me was like a bit of a letdown. To give you context, a law lecturer in a lackluster lifelong union finds herself messing around with a student. This buff-looking new-age Cisco then becomes a threat to her marriage and her family. That's basically the whole series. There is nothing that is unpredictable about it. In fact, everything that you think is going to happen is definitely going to happen. The picture quality is good. The sound design is good. Sound design basically means whatever you're hearing. So if a teaspoon falls and you hear clink, it is sound design because in actual fact, real teaspoons don't go clink when they fall. So somebody had to engineer that sound to convince your mind that what you're seeing and what you're hearing is the same thing. Towards the end, they started referencing Ken Temba. And what they're referencing about Ken Temba, Ken Temba is a South African playwright. So he writes a lot of plays. He was a social activist. There's a book called The Suit, um, a play. In the suit, he comes home, or the character comes home, finds the wife with another man. The man jumps out of the window and runs down the street, and he leaves behind his suit. Ken, or the main character rather, then forces this woman to do everything with that suit. So she must feed the suit, she must um, wash the suit, she must take it wherever she goes, she must dance with the suit, and all of that drives the wife who cheated on the husband to commit suicide. So it's very, very dark. But that was a beautiful reference, especially how it links to this particular series. And then they put me off again because after all of that referencing at the end, it started feeling like they got a bit rushed. So they worked so hard on making sure that the first volume or first installment ends on a cliffhanger that it just became a lot. 
There is a talking ghost. There is a guy with a gun who gets beaten up by his brother, but the brother can't walk properly. There's somebody who seemingly comes back from the dead and then gets hit by a car again. It's just like they're really trying to oversell, to overcook this series. And they've already gotten a volume two that is in commission. So they should have just calmed down. And that's my review for this episode. It is a five out of 10, as said, or as mentioned previously. A low rating does not mean that I'm asking you to boycott it. I'm simply saying that it is my opinion based on my own checklist and my criteria and how I feel it achieved something or not. You are more than welcome to give me your reviews and your ratings and to justify them. Just don't ask me to rewatch something because it's happened before where I've given a rating and somebody was like, no, please go and rewatch it. My mind is not going to change and that's okay. And yours doesn't have to change as well. And that's fine. At the end of the day, it's just an opinion. And wrapping that segment up, next I will be taking you guys through a golden oldie. Basically a throwback to a movie that I liked growing up. So it's not anything that's recent. It's just something that I feel is worth re-watching if you've seen it. Our golden oldie for this episode is Spud. So Troy Sivan is probably the second most followed South African on Instagram. He currently has 14.7 million followers after A.B. De Villiers, the Proteus cricketer, who has 22.2 million. Why am I letting you know all of this? Because Troy Sivan skyrocketed to fame because of Spud. So he played the character of John Milton. And Spud was so huge. And Troy Sivan himself came became such a huge sensation that he started YouTubing and that took off. He went to music and that took off. And then he also abandoned us and moved to Australia. What is Spud about and why am I saying you need to rewatch it? There is Spud 1, Spud 2 and Spud 3. All of these tell a coming of age story that sees John Milton or Spud go from being a little kid that's just started out at a private school to a 16 year old who experiences his first heartbreak and has to deal with his parents going through a divorce. Will he survive or will it crush him forever? And that's basically what the trilogy is about. It is funny, it is dark, it is emotional, but each of the films will leave you smiling from ear to ear. Playing alongside Troy Sivan is John Cleese. Then you have John Funderate, and John Funderate actually wrote the Spud series of books. So he wrote the books, then he collaborated with the producer. And they made the movies and he put himself in the movie because he is the one who wrote the book. So that's a great piece of narcissism there. Um, and then you also have Blessing Kaba who plays Fatty. Uh, Blessing is my friend or I think he's my friend. I'll have to ask him he's my friend and if I can tell people if he is my friend. But those are really like the, the top characters. And then you have the other members of the Crazy Eight. The Crazy Eight is the gang of kids who basically go on unsolicited adventures and find themselves in trouble at the end of each scene you can find all three of these spud movies on show max if you find any of these reviews and watch lists useful please help me share them you can also download each episode to listen on your way to work or at home during load shedding when you don't have an internet connection on your phone or whatever device you choose to 
please also set up the auto download option so what that does is when you set up auto download instead of your phone or device just notifying you that a new episode is out it automatically downloads it for you so that the next time you find yourself either without a connection or just needing something to listen to it is automatically saved to your device bye for now <laughs>